do Luna Talk. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, turn, turn your, um, your camera on. You feel that, Rob? And you there, boy. Yeah, I'm Okay. I see Rob, like, he's moving sporadically and shit. It's <laughs> like, every now and then I see a head move, but, um, yeah. Watch the eyes. Yeah, if the eyes are moving, we know he's good. Welcome to the According Sources Podcast, and this is the same shit y'all hear every, like, three or four months when we actually do a podcast. I know it's been a long time. The last podcast we did was actually a Wendy's edition of the podcast. Um, we be trying to get these podcasts out, man, and people on Twitter and Facebook, they be asking me about them, and I, I got four kids. Rob has two kids. I got a wife and I got a mistress, man. It, it's hard for me <laughs> to get these podcasts out at a reasonable um, at a reasonable time, but I, you know, we're gonna try to do them a little bit more. Um, obviously, we're joined by Rob, and uh, today we have another another guest. I've told y'all before the podcast is for like regular fans to get on and um, get their opinions out. Today we have another guest. Um, this is uh, Boris. I used to work with Boris at the job that actually pays my bills. I used to work with Boris there. He moved on. But um, like we were saying before, me and Boris became friends like two minutes before he uh, he left my job. Um, we became real cool because for some odd reason, he's a huge fan of Antoine Walker. <laughs> and, that, <laughs> and that shit to me is just hilarious. Tell, uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself, Boris. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Uh, I'm just a regular, regular old Bulls fan, Bears fan. Taking a break from baseball right now, but mainly it's all about basketball for me right now. Okay, uh, okay, you've you've played basketball um, at at some level, right? Yeah, yeah, I played high school ball, and then uh, then my dreams died very quickly <laughs> after that, <laughs> like most of us. Yeah, but I, I still kick it around every every now and again. Now you told me a story, like like before you left, or maybe after you left. That you were at the gym somewhere, and, and who showed up and started giving y'all buckets? Oh, my, Mike James. <laughs> who? Mike James. Who? <laughs> now, aka the, the strongest man on earth. <laughs> that's what I was about to ask you. You said that he was. <laughs> what was he out there doing <laughs> that made him the strongest man on earth? Was he just like, you know, just I'm getting this rebound, get the out the way, you know? Uh, what was he doing? He. he it's just it's just one arm. He wouldn't he wouldn't even try to drive to the basket. He would just like put out one arm and people would just fall over. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you see people on TV, and it's normal for you to see see somebody on TV and they say like the camera ad- adds ten pounds or whatever. For him, it like subtracts fifty pounds because you see him in person. He looks like like the Hulk, but five foot ten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now you also said that he was out there straight giving y'all man. From from half court, from I mean he he you couldn't nobody could stop him man he, he just hit from everywhere and then after he played like two games and then after that he was done and he was he just went and shot I mean just three after three after three just shooting for like two hours with two guys rebounding for him man he was just working now 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 you said he said something to you. After you made it, <laughs> after you made a shot, what did he say to you? Nah, man, we we don't want to go into all that. <laughs> all I, right. I hit I hit one three, and then he said, "Nice shot, boy," and that was it. 
look, this that story right there. And then I, and then I went home. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, my, yeah, I, I hit a shot. But that story right there was just for all of you people with your hoop dreams. If you think like, man, I could take Mike James. No, you you no, can't you take can't. you can't take Mike James. You can the, never take Mike James. The worst wow. guy in the NBA right now will kill anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's out there giving you straight buckets for no reason. Did you hear? Yeah. Um, just yesterday, Michael Beasley was playing in a CBA. Did you hear how many points he put up? No. Seventy-one goddamn points. <laughs> I was going to get seventy something. <laughs> He went. I think he had like fifty nine going into the fourth quarter, and he like took it easy on him and only gave him twelve more. Like so, yeah. And this, not is, this is the guy who last year could barely crack the Heat rotation that was desperate for a big man. Couldn't get on the floor at all. Couldn't. But, yeah. but yeah, that just wanted to give you guys a little introduction to Boris. He's a good guy. Um, but we're about to get into some 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 really serious topics of discussion. Um, I'll start with you, uh, Rob. Did the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, you still here? We can hear you. All right, cool, cool, cool. Did the Green Bay Packers choke? Absolutely. No, no, they didn't choke. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. Aaron Rodgers said it in his his um his press conference after the game. They stopped being aggressive. I mean, you you got you got the same team that that would be chucking it down the field. Against teams all season, they decided to to play it real conservative on that that one drive at the end of the game when they they could have, you know, tried to go for a couple of first downs. Instead, they I think they ran the ball. I want to say twice. Yeah, right up the middle. I think <laughs> so fucking stupid. And then and, and then you try to go for a pass. It's like nah. I'm... Oh, okay, Boris. What do you think? <laughs> what do you? <laughs> What do you think? Did the Green Bay Packers choke in that yeah, game? Yeah, of course, man. I, I only watched the last three minutes of that game, I'll be honest, but I didn't miss anything because they, I, I mean, you look at that, that punt or the kickoff that they muffed. I mean, they, they that's a play that they practice all the time, and they, you know, guys know what they're supposed to do. They know they're not supposed to, you know, try to go after the ball. Try to get, they, They're supposed to run away from it if they got a clear shot at it and it bounced right off his face. So <laughs> he's on straight up suicide watch right now, man. Cause he's like, he's saying that he's replaying the play in his head like over and over and over again. And you know, I'll I'll give him like all the credit and all the respect in the world that he came out, he answered those questions, and he didn't shy away from them or like come up yeah. with some bullshit as excuse. He came out there and told the truth. Like a lot of guys when they did that. He came out and told the truth, like, yeah, look, I wasn't even supposed to, like, touch that ball. I was supposed to block. I don't know why I did it. And he feels very sorry for it. But you, you, you know he's getting death threats and shit. Yeah. He, sh- he should have just moved out the way and let, and let uh, Jordy Nelson catch that ball. <laughs> <laughs> the game would have been over, like, yeah, right was. then there. But they – like, I had people on the Facebook page, and they were saying that, like, no, it wasn't a choke the better team won. And I agree that the better team won, but they were not the better team for 58 minutes of that game. They weren't yeah. the better team for 58 minutes of that game. And they had no chance of winning that game if the Packers did not help them win the game. And, and I didn't even see the game, and I, and I can tell you that Green Bay 
for the the whole the whole game basically the Seahawks couldn't get anything going. I mean Russell Wilson had what four picks? Four they turnovers. They couldn't they get have. anything going down the field, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's just finding guys wide open. That that one uh, the two point conversion that he threw a ten yard hail mary. I couldn't <laughs> believe that man. I, he just threw it up, and they, they looked like man. I don't know how that dude came down with it, but. That's intercepted right there. On that, was it the last pick, Rob, where, where Julius Peppers had uh, homie uh, go down when he had a good 30, 35 yards ahead of him? They go, Rob, again. He had like 30 or 35 yards like ahead of him, and Julius Peppers had him go down. That wasn't a, there wasn't a Seattle Seahawks player within at least 20 yards of him. For whatever reason, he decided to tell this dude to, to, to just go down. Yeah. That was stupid. Um, them on the one-yard line kicking a field goal was stupid. Um, the muff punt, uh, you know, the the, muff, the giving the ball away on a kickoff was stupid. It was just like a calamity of errors was the only way that Seattle was going to win that game. Yeah. And, and, and Green Bay off. Yeah, I was like, Green Bay offered it up to him on like a silver platter. Like, hey, you need you need us to fuck up a, a kickoff here. You need you need this guy to fall down instead of trying to actually score a touchdown. Sure, why not? And just for good measure, we're gonna kick it. Like, you know, there's always been some tension between Mike McCarthy, McCarthy and um, Aaron Rodgers, and I think that this really underscores the attention and dislike and distrust that they both have for each other. You got the best quarterback in the game. You got to win that game. You have to. Especially being up the way they was, like there's no excuse for it, really. Even on the, even on the, even on the touchdown run from from your boy Beast Mode, I mean, it was like, what was it, 20 yards out? And I, and yeah. I think he basically just ran over the entire team to score. I mean, he looked like the, it was like he was playing the Bears defense on that run. <laughs> what was funny about that is that that was pretty much when the game ended because their defense fell apart. And, and did you see did you see him before that drive, before they got the ball back on the sideline? Nah. He was dancing. That's what he does. <laughs> he was dancing, bro. Like it was like he knew. He was like, dude, when we get this ball back, y'all worried, y'all, you know, scared we're going to lose this game. We're getting this ball back, and I'm crushing them. They were just so bad. And then on those two passes, like the first pass that uh, Russell Wilson threw, every quarterback in the league is uh, making that pass. That dude was so wide open, it made complete – I don't even know what defense they were running. Like, you, I know it was like third and 19, right, or third and 12 or something like that. And I know you want to keep them in front of the the first down marker, but you cannot let a dude run behind you. You cannot. What about? But, but what about throwing across your body, off your back foot? That was insane. Across, I don't know how nobody the field. Nobody didn't uh, just just get the damn. There were so many things in that game. Your boy Ha Ha Clint Dix that I wanted on the bear so bad. Yeah. That turned into a joke in that second half. It was yeah. like he, he was had unstoppable in the first half. Unstoppable. I was talking to um one of our cousins and I was telling him, man, Ha Ha Clint Dix is like the best player on the field right now. He's like, yeah, he's the best thing to come out of Alabama like this era. I might take that shit back. He didn't look that goddamn good. He looked—he was a complete 
there was a complete failure out there. He dropped the interception right in his in That was the end of the basket. game right there. That was the end of the game right there. You catch that and the game's over with. There was so many situations like that. If you catch this and you do that, the game is over with. And they managed to mess up like all 99 like possible scenarios that would have ended the game. They screwed them all up. Don't forget about the uh, the punter throwing a touchdown. That was so – I mean, that was – How does that happen? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, we are all in agreement that that was in, indeed a choke, and not like like Seattle didn't win that game. They won the game. The Green Bay hand like they could they, they couldn't have given it to them anymore. You know, seasoned it up, made sure it was fried <laughs> right, <laughs> like sauteed like, it up real nice for them. They put it on the bottom for sure. What was Mike McCarthy doing out there? Like, his play calling has always been suspect. He was just playing real conservative, man. I didn't, I didn't understand it. You, you, you're actually in Seattle. Like, I gave them no shot. I gave them no shot. You got a hobbled uh, yeah, the, Aaron Rodgers. And you got, Seattle's, you got Seattle's defensive line against a hobbled-ass Aaron Rodgers. And they, they, they his offensive line, to their credit, Gave him a, gave him a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. He just couldn't step into throws. I think people really. But but that but for him but for him, I, he's not Jay Cutler. He he don't necessarily have to step into all his throws. Jay Cutler no, needs to step into every throw. But you know if if you can't do your normal you know like throw the ball like you normally do all the time, like it's cool if you could do it. You could get away with. It. Terrible mechanics sometimes, and throwing off your back foot, and just using all arm. But if you can't, you know, because in that second half, he didn't look nearly as mobile as he did in the first half. Maybe something. That's the, that was the same thing with the with the uh, Dallas game. It was the same thing. Yeah, maybe some. Maybe he got tight. Who knows what happened? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's more likely what happened. The cab must have tightened up on him. All right. So, do y'all think these dudes are deflating footballs or what? Hell yeah. <laughs> but you know, you're not cheating. You're not trying. But you know, you know me. I can't stand them no how. So <laughs> some some stuff out there saying that the Patriots did something probably a little suspect. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna agree with it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so at least you're throwing your bias out there to begin with. I mean, hey, I got no problems explaining my bias towards Bill Belichick and. and Tom Brady and all of them up there, even the owner, they all they all shady up there. Of course, they deflating balls. People going, well, what does a deflated ball do? And I don't know. I know. I, just, I, know, I just know. If they if they doing it, it has to mean something. In the cold weather, it was probably easier for him to grip the ball. If, if, yeah, you can, and I know. I know a deflated ball, you can catch it easier. Yeah, you can catch sure. it. I, yeah, I know that. But they were saying that he could grip the ball easier too if, the, I'm if sure it's he not. Can. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not. A, I didn't. I didn't do quarterback. I did tight end shit. I just know that the ball, the softer the ball, the easier to catch it. Um, hey, this is the same team that had the, with, the, with you got. I mean, let's go, down, let's go down the list, man. We got Tuck Rule. We got. Yeah. We got. Uh, uh, the the spy spy gate or whatever gate <laughs> like there's, oh, there's a there's, there's a, a gate there's a gate involved with every every season of this Patriots team there's always a gate there's always a gate every year there's a there's a different gate with Tom Brady and and Belichick 
<laughs> and then he gets up there and he mumbles his way through a press conference. Oh, no, 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 I don't know. Did you hear when they, when they said, when they brought it to Tom Brady and what he said? What his first initial reaction was? Nah, what did he say? He didn't say anything. He laughed. Yeah, he he's laughed. like, he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> you, are you arrogant, cocky son of a bitch? Because you, you know like, you like, did it. Like, are you really asking me that? Of course we did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Why wouldn't y'all think that's what we did? Of course we did. What are you going to do? Are you going right, to kick, kick us out? Brady's <laughs> <laughs> right, got one of those uh, those needles in his back pocket just sticks it in the ball real quick and lets him air out. Look, 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 look. He, he went up to, uh, to Belichick like, hey, they're going to take – look, they, they threatened to take some more draft picks from him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he, looking at, he looking at Belichick like, nigga, I ain't even going to be here. Draft picks. <laughs> Nigga, I don't even use draft picks. Nigga, I don't, I don't use that shit. <laughs> I don't even drink. I don't even drink, drink genuine draft. What the fuck I care about a draft pick for? <laughs> yeah, but, but we we already see that, that Rob is a little bit biased. Hey man, I'm cool. I'm cool with admitting it. He's biased in his opinions towards the New England Patriots. What do you think, Boris? Do you actually think that they were out there deflating footballs? Hey. I, anything's possible. I, I wouldn't put it past them, honestly. Like, like anything's said, possible. <laughs> who, who knows? Who knows what it does or, or what the effect is? Easier to catch, easier to throw. Who knows? But I wouldn't put it past them, man. Like okay. they really needed it to 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 put up. What did they put up? Forty. <laughs> they put 45 up forty-five on the Col- Forty-five hundred points in, in that game. Like <laughs> I, that's like I mean, yeah, okay, maybe they deflated the balls, but man, you can't give up forty-five points. Like a damn JV team, every single time they play the coach, it's like they have no fear of what the coach bring to the table, and it's always been like that. It didn't matter if it was Peyton Manning behind or Andrew Luck; they just don't fear what the what the coach do, and it shows every single. Then they beat the shit out of them last year like this in the playoffs. Something like that. I don't remember what the score was, but it was bad. I think during the, during the season they hung uh, 50 on them or something like that. I don't I mean, they they just don't care about what they're doing um, on the football field. I mean, it didn't matter if the balls were over-deflated, under-deflated, inside out. It, <laughs> they were going to beat the dogs out of the coach. Um, all right, so who do y'all got in the Super Bowl? I guess I know you got Earl Thomas and you got Sherman both have arm and arm elbow uh, arm yeah. and elbow in injuries, which is another thing about that Packers game where they just decided to not go after him. I mean, I know it might take a while for word to get to you that Richard Sherman is hurt, but yeah, after a while, you got uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it. Yeah, elbow. Is that what it was? It it might have been, or it might have been dislocated or something. Oh. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was hyperextended, um, yeah. but I, I mean it was definitely was the elbow though. That's for sure. Yeah. I just I mean if he's holding it up at his chest, you know, for the entire second half, I mean take a shot. Yeah, yeah. I don't want Adam. So who? Take so you shot. got the Patriots? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you got Seattle. You got Seattle. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Who do you got? Who do you got, Boris? Yeah, I mean I I, I bet against Seattle last year, so. I don't know. I'm not gonna make that same mistake again. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I can't. I can't pick. I can't pick the franchise that spawned Heron Hernandez on us. So can't go with that. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! He who should not be named. 
He didn't I say. Said, he, I said, he, he, I said he Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. My bad. Uh, I'm not even gonna make a pick this year. I mean, I just want a good football game. Oh my God. Um, God, God, be with me if if the Patriots win this. I just all right. Cause oh it, all this stuff is already like he's the great like if, like greatest quarterback of all time. Coach and it's Belichick is just the best. Belichick is the best coach of all time. This is the greatest uh, franchise of all time. And, you know, as a 49ers fan, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, also as a 49ers fan, it's, it's like, you know, it's fuck Seattle, but, you know. Speaking of 49ers, your boy yeah. Vic, your boy, your boy Vic, what, what's up? Uh, he's good. He's a, he's a good, um, he's a good pickup for the, for the Bears, as long as you guys go out there and get some linebackers, and you yeah, gotta have, because, you gotta have a defensive he, end, you gotta have a good defensive end. He wants to run 3-4, right? Yeah, so, you gotta have a good defensive end. I mean, you have to. You gotta have. Which, like, which at this, at, at to be honest, at this point, they don't necessarily have on their team, on the squad right now. I know Willie Young did his thing. I mean, you can't depend on that. Nah, you like, need a guy. Again. You, you gotta get a guy. young, speedy guy. Not just. I, I want to see David Bass, man. I want to see what David Bass can do. I'm with you on that. I, I, I like David Bass. I Not like just him. a speed guy, though. You need a guy that's going to demand a double change. So that the speed guys can get through. So you need a Justin Smith on that team, like a dude who just haul strong, take up two defenders, open right. up holes, and you're gonna need you're gonna need some horse linebackers. I'm talking about thoroughbred, strong ass linebackers that can share tackles yeah. and get easy. They they gonna have to go and grab something like that in in the draft, and they are gonna have to pick up you know free agents even if it's not guys that they pick up in a draft I'm talking about free agents that didn't that that go undrafted I think they got to grab those and they got to get veteran guys that's run that's run the 3 4 in the in the league because they got a lot of guys on that team on that defense right now that aren't 3 4 guys this you is the thing that. here's the thing about about the 49ers defense and what actually made Fangio so good is like at the beginning, like the first three seasons or the first two seasons or whatever, like their biggest strength was the fact that they could get pressure with four. Like they were one of the best teams getting pressure with four. But as the years went by, like the most maligned part was always the defensive backs. But like the last year and maybe a half, the defensive backs were really – they really weren't that bad. And he was able to, you know, because, you know, you had all a out. lot of nice young dudes in the draft, yeah. in the last couple of yeah. drafts, too. Yeah, all the from uh, You had the kid from uh, from from Northern. You had, you had Terrell Brown. You had, um, I don't know why I can't think of anybody's goddamn name I know what right you're now. talking about, though. There's a lot of young, nice, talented DBs out there. Yeah, and they went and got some. Um, so, you know, ben, with, with all the that. Justin Smith was out for a long period of time. You had uh, you had Bowman out all year, you know, and they kept. I mean, they kept it together for the most part. The defense wasn't getting just destroyed. It was just they couldn't score on offense. So it's a good pickup for the Bears to get them as long as they can go out there and get the players that's capable of running his um, defense. Because I mean, it's that's a lot. That's a tall order, man. Because I don't think they have any guys. Not a lot. I mean, they they might have a couple. But I don't know if they have a roster full of guys right now that can run a three, that can run a three four. It takes time, you know. It's gonna take some time. Yeah, I, I wouldn't it's, expect it's gonna take at least two years for that defense yeah, to be respectable. I wouldn't expect yeah. the first two years or so, but by the third year, if you know, if Pace does what he, you know, what 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 it looks like he's capable of doing, to go out there and he, you know, he's been a talent evaluator before, so he, you know, he knows what he's looking for. He goes out there and gets the guys that Fangio wants. They'll be all right. 
If they yeah, can't, we, we gotta start hitting on some draft picks, man, because it's yeah, they, they need signing 30, 32 year old free agents is not working, man. We gotta get some young guys that are hungry, that are you know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> what's the name? He got a real <clears throat> bad rap because he wasn't good, but whatever the hell he had at the beginning of the season that had him lose all that goddamn weight, ruin his year from the beginning. Jared Allen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever that was. Or something. Yeah. Whatever he had. Yeah, yeah, he had pneumonia. Ebola or whatever it was he had. <laughs> but he lost, like, because you saw him, like, Rob, we both saw him, and yeah. even though he was like a mountain of a man then, you could tell, like, you know, because I was like, man, he's big as shit, but, you know, I'm looking at him like he still doesn't look like Jared Allen. He didn't move like Jared Allen, you know, so, you know, maybe this year he'll be able to be a little bit closer to the player that he was because he just wasn't himself. I'm he not going to hold my breath for that, though. Honestly, I even, even, I even when I'm being even when I'm being healthy, I'm just I just can't. And then you also now you're gonna have him if, if uh, running a three four now. I, and Jared Allen is not a three four defensive end. That's so, what I was gonna say. What what if you have him stand up and see what he can do? No <laughs> way. I mean, maybe you try to put him in the Justin uh, the Justin Smith uh, role and see if he could take two defenders or you know that's that's gonna out. have to be his role because uh, he's not gonna put, be able to put, play. Uh, outside in? I, see, the I thing with Justin is he did both. He went inside and out. But, yeah, but see, the thing about him though is he's a special case. He's he's a freak of nature at his really at his a, at his age to still be able to do what he can do. That's because he was the strongest not, man in football. Yeah, it's, it's not human. So to say that that Jared Allen gonna be able to do that? No way. As stiff as he is, he's stiff All as a board. All you're asking is that you know every now and then. He takes two guys. He he gets past his first guy and forces another guy to move over a little bit to let somebody come in. That's all uh, you're asking. Uh, I don't know. You talking about a you talking about a pass, a pass rushing specialist? Hey, get to that quarterback then. You got to do something to make that paycheck. Um, <laughs> you got to do something. They paying him. Shit, you got to do something. It's um, looking like uh, Gase is, is having a meeting with them tomorrow. I doubt yeah. he I doubt he leaves Chicago without a deal. <laughs> it, yeah, I was telling he has no people. other job now. No other job available now. Yeah. So I'm he telling some other people. The shot. They were like some of the like one of the candidates was uh Charlie Weiss. And they was like, what do you guys think about that? And I was like, as a noted Bears hater, <laughs> let me tell you right now, you do not want Charlie Weiss to be your <laughs> offensive coordinator. He's done nothing good since he's left the Patriots. Everything he's done has been bad. He ruined Notre Dame. He, ran, he just ran Kansas into the ground. <laughs> then I just like I think Darren Ravel put out some uh, some uh, some numbers that between those two teams, when it's all said and done, he's gonna have made sixty four million dollars. Jesus Christ! Wow. Six, to be a bum, bum, <laughs> dude. Like I'm okay. good at what I do. Can I? I'm good at what I do. Can I make like a percentage of that? Just a, a small nugget of what you make. This bomb is sixty-four million dollars in two jobs because one team decided that they were going to recycle his bum ass and give him a bunch of money again. Wow. All right. So just one, one, one more thing, real quick. I know you want to get to to, uh, to the Bulls. So, so Boris, what, what do you want to do with with Jay Cut? <laughs> Honestly, I say, I mean, he, we got him for one more year. Uh, see how it goes, you know. Uh, I mean, you, you're not going to cut him. Nobody's going to take him unless it's. There's always it talks about Tennessee, you know, whispers and, and, and things like that. But realistically, I don't think anybody would take him. And 
I mean, you got him for one more year, so just try and see what happens. Same thing with Brandon, Brandon Marshall. I've heard that they're going to cut him. Uh, I heard that some people are saying they're going to keep him. Who knows? I mean, I just, uh, you know what? I really want to pull my hair out. When I listen to a Bears fan that wants to get rid of Brandon Marshall, you have got to be kidding me. But you, you know what he's they're a, listening to? He's a cancer, man. Yeah, that's what they're, that's what they're hearing. It's my entire ass. I don't care about him being a cancer. I know he can play. I know I he can play. I, I think he can, I, there's no doubt about that. He can play, but does anybody want to play with him? That's the problem. And not just that. At this point now, I think what the Bears are looking at is like, okay, he's a cancer, right? He's on the other side of 30, and he was injured for a large portion of the last year. Like, do we want to put up with that? Like, like we got to when, when he's health when he's healthy though. He, he's riding the, in, in the, the thick of things, talking about being one of the best receivers in, in the NFL. No, I, I when, agree. When he's you know, healthy, I think you know, just like Cutler, just give him a chance for this year. Obviously, with with Tressman, it was just not working out. I mean, he lost the locker room in week one. <laughs> so after that chaos, yeah. I mean, uh, anytime you. So. Anytime you're running team meetings from the back of the damn room, yeah, you, you would you would lose me too, <laughs> bro. Why why you, you sleep, the, sleeping right next to Lance? Yeah, I'd be seizing it up. Why are you talking to the back of my head, bro? I'm up here. <laughs> I'd have Lance bringing ribs and all kinds of shit. Hey man, man, we have we have a party here. He he can't bring your ribs, man. They ran out of meat. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? They, they had a, they had a grand opening and they ran out of they food, man. Out of goddamn food! <laughs> oh my god! I, I didn't hear that. This dude can't run a defense right or a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! How you expect me to rub in the linebacker and I ain't got enough meat in my damn restaurant? <laughs> and Lance, Lance says left left the game in the middle of the game to go and take the restaurant. My hands are just like, all right, well, if you got to go, you got to go. I mean, <laughs> At halftime, he, he go to Tressman. He said, hey, Tressman, hey, uh, restaurant said they, said they need me. They said they need me on the register. I got to go. <laughs> he went up to him like, he went up to him. Somebody like, run register real quick. Man, they called me say they run out of meat. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. Somebody, I gotta somebody, I gotta go to the store. <laughs> Trust me, just like all right, man. If, oh, okay, you know, man. you know, you're you're a veteran, and you have to run your business. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, he's a fucking he's, he. He wasn't a really he. He may he may actually be a good offensive coordinator, but no, he won't. He's not. <laughs> no, he probably won't. Dude, I understand. I don't understand that. What he probably hell, won't? What the I'm hell joking. are the Ravens doing? Did you guys hear ever uh, all the statistics? I forgot who it was, but somebody put it out there that every team that he's been on in year one, year two, they go from being the top of the league in yes. offense to the bottom I've of the league. I've been telling you every, that. Every, every place he's gone to, yeah, Oakland, with and the Bears. And then by the third year, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> they may have a good first year. You just got to get rid of them after that. So basically the Ravens renting them for a year. Yeah, try to win a Super Bowl. They written them. Say, hey, look, this is one year, bro. After this, you out. Like you can start looking for a place to stay. <laughs> you better, you they better. start throwing wide receiver screens and dumping it off, oh and all the time, God. It's like, oh, season's nah, over. Now nah, Flacco ass gonna be chucking that bitch. He don't give a fuck. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> wait, he want me to do what? All right, hey, 
Go deep. <laughs> hey, he losing to he losing Tory Smith though. Yeah, that you saw that, huh? He he losing that. He losing him. So he, he was like, wait, Tressman. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. I'm up. That's who y'all get. I'm gone. I'm ghost. But real, but right. yeah, I, but I, I'm I'm with you on that, Boris. Give me, I mean, what's the what's the, what, what's the point of of, yeah. of getting rid of them or whatever? Keep them for that that next year. Grab somebody, in, grab somebody in the draft, and let let this guy sit and learn and watch color burn in flames in this third year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because ain't no way he another coach finna come in and he finna do any better. He's a coach especially not John. Especially not John Fox. Um, uh, all right. So right now, the Atlanta Hawks can't be beat. Man. They can't be beat. Like I know they're good, and I had a feeling that when Al Horford got healthy, they would be okay. But nobody saw this shit coming. Come on, man. Like, what is what is what is going on here? Cal Corver is shooting fifty percent from the three point line, fifty percent from the field, ninety percent from the the free throw line, and half of his shots are either open or wide open. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? No, no, no. That's a real stat. Half of his shots are either open or wide open. Man, he hasn't missed it since last month. What is Every going shot on? he gets, man. But, I mean, he completely annihilated the Bulls. And it's not like it was a freak of nature or something. He's killing everyone. He on is, defense, too. <laughs> Black. Yeah, he blocked the shit out of Jimmy. He's an all-star <laughs> this year. I mean, what is going on in Atlanta? Like, I know that they, like, they're, I mean, they're, what the fuck? I don't even know. I, I can't talk. What they're, just, they're, just run, they're just running offense, man. Like everything seems so smooth. They're passing the ball. You got guys getting open, and all it takes to play against the Bulls is, is run, pick and roll all night. And you see that that's working. No, they, was running, they, they was running. They were running that all night. Everybody. They're doing. I'm, just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. As far as you know, what's working though. Twenty. What are they? Twenty-seven and nine. Some I think 13 in a row, right? 13 games in a row they won. Yeah, they beat, and they're not just beating Eastern Conference teams. Like, they're beating good Western Conference teams, and they're not mm-hmm. just beating guys. You know, they beat the dog shit out of Washington and Toronto. They beat they beat Washington by 31, and then ended up beating uh, Toronto by, like, 23 or 22 or something <laughs> like that. They've had trouble with it. It seems like in the past couple of weeks it's been Detroit. Yeah, then they beat Detroit by uh, by I think like ten or eleven, and they, they beat us by twice, didn't they? Yeah, and they beat us by what nine, ten, or something like that. Something yeah. like that. But I don't know. I can't think of the score. Even, that game wasn't even as close as the score. It, you know, and that's what was really disheartening about that game is that it wasn't nearly as close as the score um, indicated that it was. Same thing would be about the Bulls and Cavs game. No, I mean mm-hmm. that game was just awful. The Bulls is. <clears throat> We're not even going to that, that final, that final, the final score. Let's not get into the Bulls just quite yet, because there's some other things in the uh, in the season that I that I did want to talk about. Um, MVP so far. It's kind of interesting. Can't say Cannot say Antoine Walker. I just feel like at this point it's kind of interchangeable between between Curry and Harden. I mean, you got one night where you got one. Going nuts. You got the next night. The other one's going nuts. I think it'll it'll have to sort itself out in the um, in the second half. 
But I think if you if you had to pick one, I think I at this point I would probably lean towards Curry. I might say Harden because when when Dwight went out, he um he pretty much kept them afloat single handedly. Everything ran through him, and I mean they're not really a good team. They're not really a good team. Like I don't know if you've ever watched like if if anybody out there if you've watched Houston play. No, you don't want to do that, man. <laughs> yeah, they're like one of the most unesthetically pleasing teams in the NBA. And, like, the numbers that he's putting up, he's leading the league in scoring, he's passing, he's – I mean, and for, for for as bad as people talk about his defense, his defense hasn't actually been that bad this year. Either. Like, he has those lapses where – Yeah, you know, like, he's got those, yeah. You know, the true hoops are, like, pinpointing, like, look at James Harden being lazy right here. But that, you know – I, we just had a whole bunch of shit where LeBron James just wasn't paying any goddamn attention. You know, yep. it, it happens um, in the NBA season. But his defense hasn't been that bad. I think the I think Golden State is just a better team than um, than Houston is. But I think James Harden has been playing better basketball. With that being said, Steph Curry is obviously the best point guard in the league right now. For me, I think MVP. When you're talking about the the what it's supposed to be the most valuable player has to be Anthony Davis right now. I mean, maybe he hasn't been playing as well as of late. I haven't, I haven't been paying attention, but as of a month ago, he was just killing people. Yeah, he killed the Bulls. So the last time a guy made won the MVP and um, didn't make the playoffs, do you know? Do you know who it was? Nope. It was Kareem, and I think it was like nineteen. Well, fucking seventy-eight or something like that. Do you know the numbers? The numbers he put up. He was averaging twenty-seven points. I think it was eighteen rebounds, five blocks, like four steals. <laughs> like he was putting up the astronomical numbers, like the like types of numbers that make Anthony Davis numbers look like normal numbers. And that's why I don't. I yeah, can't. I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to put him in an MVP race right now. Not when you got a team that's. Under are they, are they above five hundred? They're under five hundred, right? Under five hundred. I couldn't. I, 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 no, not when your team is is below five hundred. Now, what if they get to the playoffs? <sighs> they would have to get to the playoffs, and maybe, I mean, because the MVP doesn't come out until what the the finals for both for both conferences. Yeah, I think it's the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so they would have to win a series. I think, the, I think doesn't the uh, doesn't the uh, the voting end before the playoffs start though? They just don't announce it until then. I, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're probably right. I, I think it does like close by the end of the season. But I, no, I, just because they get they get in as an eighth seed or something, no, I mm. still I still couldn't do it. Okay. MVP and, and, and you're an eighth seed, and, and you you possibly are probably going to be a first round exit. Nah. Yeah, you have a good you have a good point. The Western Conference is such a damn. This is like a, a landmine with sharks and alligators. And which, <laughs> like, right, which is why they wouldn't, they wouldn't they wouldn't make it out of the first round. I mean, if you're talking about them sneaking in as a as a uh, an eighth seed, I mean they got to go against Golden State. Yeah, that's not gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be a swift it's gonna be a swift kicked out of there. Um, and it's crazy because OKC might not make the playoffs. 
Nope, I don't think so. Because um, Phoenix just they're not losing right now. Um, I think they were 24 and 19 the last time I checked. I think uh, OKC may have just reached 500 today. I think they're 20 and 20 right now. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's going to be a real big struggle for them to climb out of the hole. It's going to take, uh, you know, Phoenix going into like a swoon, like a Chicago Bulls type swoon where they lose six out of seven, uh, you know, five out of six or something like that. And they're just not doing it. And, and OKC can't catch any ground because when they win, Phoenix wins. And when Phoenix loses, they lose. Like, I, that would be crazy. They may not make the, the I make the playoffs. Yeah, that would be nuts. And then they yeah. get, like, a top five pick. <laughs> they get the first pick in the draft. That, that drives the little I saw some scenario where Atlanta could get a lottery pick next year. I forget. I, forget, I saw it earlier today. So they could end up getting a lottery pick. I forget who pick they they have. But. It's probably the Knicks. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's the Knicks. It might be the Knicks. Everybody can get a lottery pick from the Knicks. I think Denver. Or was it the Nets from the Joe, from Joe Johnson? Yeah, it's probably the Nets. It's probably the Nets. That's close enough. It was in New York. That's a, <laughs> the worst run basketball state <laughs> in all of America. Like New York is just like where basketball goes to die. They talk about the mecca, my ass, yeah. mecca of basketball, <laughs> mecca my ass. You see, you see, uh, Russian. He he trying to get he trying to get out. I got to get. I got to go, guys. I got to go. Yeah, that, that was his, uh, his five-year plan was to, was to win a championship, and, that, and now his five-year plan is to get this out. This is a mistake, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't, you know, I didn't mean to come over here and, and, and invade on this American thing y'all got going on. Wait, I'm going to go back wait. over here to uh, Russia real quick. We're paying Darren Williams. How much? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Johnson gets how much? <laughs> how much is that in rubies? <laughs> Can can we pay him in prostitutes? <laughs> <laughs> like KG is how old? Oh, shit. Hey, you know shit was uh dumb, but he was like fucking. Yeah, I want to I, get my get my Russian brother out of here too. Get his ass out of here too. I don't want to pay him another goddamn cent. Get this motherfucker out of here. All these dudes are garbage. Who uh, AK? Is he still yeah. on the team? Nah, he's in um uh, in, in, in Philly. They traded him in Philly. Maybe, maybe. But he didn't show. He didn't. He's like, yeah, he didn't wait show a minute. Up. He said, "Wait a minute, y'all trading me where?" He's like, "Man, I'm going home." Nah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. <laughs> He, he caught a. How do you do? How do you get traded? How do you get traded and go? Wait, where y'all sending me? Hold on, where? All right, hold on. No, I'm going. I'm just packing my bags real quick. I right, tell him I tell him I'll be there. Tell him I'll be there in a minute. Like where? where is hey, why are you getting on the boat? <laughs> where? Are you, where are you going? His ass. He, he's I'm going all the way to Russia. <laughs> He's Man, I'm, going on the to, I'm going to, to Philly get, to get away to get away from Philly to get away from Philly. Hey, well, He's got to be up there for one of the ugliest basketball player tattoos I've ever seen. I don't know if you guys have ever seen his tattoo, man. It's just what do you got? What do you got? I, I'm looking at it right now. He looks like looks like some dragons fighting on his back, or I don't know what oh, it is. He's got like some wings on his back. It's it's it's. It's atrocious, man. <laughs> he be, he been fucking with Teddy KGB, man. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Fuck is wrong with AK-47, man? <laughs> Him and Birdman got must have the same tattoo artist. That fucking dude. I, I don't, I've never understood why people get all those tattoos. You realize you're going to get old, and it's just not going to look the same. <laughs> They're not going to live that long, man. <laughs> you might have a point. All right. We didn't, we've done you guys a service, and we've talked a little bit about the rest of the NBA. The rest of this conversation. Which is unlike us. I mean, check that out. We're talking yeah, about everything yeah, else. Yeah, we did a whole bunch of stuff to kind of keep you entertained. Um, <laughs> but now we're now, about now, to get now, into... Now that shit is over. <laughs> <laughs> we shut the studio down. Yeah. Now we're about to get into the meat of the conversation. We sent the niggas out to, to get cheesecake. What hey, the hell man, is hey if, you don't, if you don't recognize the references, then you don't need to be listening to this podcast. <laughs> you really don't. You really don't. <laughs> What is wrong with the Chicago Bulls? What you mean? What's wrong? Derrick is not. Derrick Rose is not attacking the basket anymore. Derrick yeah, Rose, no. Derrick Rose is not attacking the basket and looking for contact anymore. That's now, for the point of reference for what Robert is talking about is that somebody Who, was saying the last time you called me Robert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. The, 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 the point of reference for what Rob is talking about is on Twitter. Some random Twitter idiot was saying that the problem is that you know Derek isn't attacking the attacking the basket, and it's leading to the rest of the team playing badly. That was essentially what he was saying, which is possibly the dumbest shit I've ever heard. And, and then it's not like this was just some random Twitter user. Like this is a blogger that's you know supposedly supposed to have some sort of basketball knowledge. And then uh, right, right after he said that, he says, "Well, he goes and but maybe you know." It it could be that you know he still doesn't trust himself and yada yada yada. It's like well why even, well why even suggest it then? Now, I'm just trying to figure out the correlation between 50% shooting from behind the line and overall and 27 points per game equals the rest of the team doesn't play well. Like he's not the problem. Like he was a problem early in the season. Derek was not playing well. He's playing well like once every week. Now he's playing well pretty much every game now. And Ever since that Denver game, he's been playing better. Yeah, I mean, he's just, what is it? What is it, 47% from three, 50% from the field, 27 points per game, or with a 25 or 20, you know, it's somewhere in between those two. Like, what else is he supposed to do? Like, how does like how does his going to the basket make Pau Gasol not be a lazy fucking stiff? Like, how does that happen? Please explain that to me. Does it happen? Is it a show? According to all of the Derrick Rose haters, it's also him not playing the pick and roll uh, well either. His defense, he, he needs to be more of a leader. If he wants to talk about team defense and what they're not doing on defense, he needs to evaluate, he needs to evaluate what he's not doing on defense. Is that, I mean, are there people who've ever played a game of, like, organized basketball before? Hey, man. No, <laughs> no way. Honestly, like, for me, man, I think it's just – Look, it's the middle of January. You got guys who are out, who are hurt, guys playing long minutes. People are getting on each other's nerves in practice or whatnot. It's just a rough, rough stretch that, you know, it'll work itself out. I'm not ready to hit the panic button just yet. Right, you are one of the few people. Yeah. That <laughs> I got people saying it's time to blow the team up. Uh, yeah, yeah, fire, fire Tibbs. Yeah, I, I got one dude. I was telling Dre, this, this dude that I followed, on Twitter, he wants to make a trade every night. <laughs> he wants yeah. to trade. He wants to trade. So every time he talks about the Bulls, it's 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 involving a trade of some sort. Let me find this guy's uh, Twitter handle. 
Is that snotty dripping? No, 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 I don't, I don't. Um, uh, Cosmos or whatever his name is. Yeah, Cosmos. I don't engage. I don't engage with uh, in, in basketball talk. <laughs> he's, still in, uh, he's still in. He's still in Muteville. He's still, yeah, he's, he's still the president. Uh, uh, not, uh, only, <laughs> not only am I a client. Yeah, he's the president of Mutsvania right now. I mean. Cause he went on like a like a week rant about Derrick Rose, and they're like, "I'm okay." And you know, he goes on these rants when he gets like on people that just never ends. And it's like I really don't want my timeline clogged up with that. So once you stop, you know, talking about one person in particular, like because before that he was muted because all he did was talk about Kobe. Like Kobe is he's playing playing for 20 years. Like if you expect him to be a good basketball player, then you're an idiot. Like it's just not it's not reasonable to think that at 19 years in the league and or however many years he's been in here, 36, 37 years old, is he's going to be a viable basketball player anymore. Coming off of two like two really significant injuries, his career is over. Like We're just here to watch Kobe have fun now. It's not about him being a good basketball player. I mean, speak, speaking of which, I enjoyed the hell out of watching that that Cleveland game last yeah, that was week. Fun. It was fun. It was like, all right, I mean, like, can you honestly sit and say, you the staunchiest of Kobe haters, like, can you honestly sit and say that you're going to be happy to watch it to to not have that anymore? It's like, you you're not going to have a reason to watch a Laker game. No, you're not, unless Russ goes there in 2017 and then Kevin Love leaves uh, Cleveland, which is possible. It's still possible. We're still out there. But um, Jimmy, what's going on with Jimmy? I I, I want to see Jimmy go back to the two man and see what yeah. see what happens. See, uh, see if that has anything to do with it. If you know, if 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 he goes back to the two when he's still struggling, then I, you know, I would want to say it might be something else to it. You know, I, I I can't really pinpoint what it is, but I my only suggestion would be him going back to the two, or if it's just him just being tired. I don't know if that if that's it either. I don't want to give him an excuse, but if that's I don't know if that's it either. I think it's more what you said. Um, that like being a small forward just means you're on different places on the on the floor, you know. And he may not be comfortable with where he's catching the ball now, and it doesn't help that Kirk Heinrich is on the floor um, at the same time that he's on the floor because teams don't really respect the fact that Kirk Heinrich is on the floor. Like I I respect what um, Matt Moore has done with hardwood paroxysm, but I don't know if Matt Moore is just being a troll or if he's just fucking stupid. All right? I, and I mean, I don't mean that as like like it's disrespectful, but I don't know which one it is. Like if he's a troll, okay. If he actually believes the things that he says, then he's a fucking idiot. Did you Kirk see Kyrie, what I retweeted? What I retweeted yesterday? What uh, he what said? Oh, it was it yesterday or was it this morning? I don't remember. I would have to find it, but it was something along the lines of him excusing Jimmy and um and Kirk being on the floor together, how they're they were like number two in the league. I have to find it so I can get the exact quote. He, he had this thing about about Kirk having the best plus minus uh, on the team. Some shit he was talking. Yeah, about. that was one of them. But and this I'm just like, man, a little different. Like, like I mean, the the thing about plus minus is it literally rewards you for being on the floor doing a really good run. So yeah. if he was on the floor on, for a point in time where the Bulls just blew the fucking doors off somebody. And his plus minus went all the way up to sky high. Of course, he's going to have a high 
plus minus. But what about the times when he's fucking sucking out there? Like, the offense completely barged down when Kirk Heinrich is on the floor. Teams don't respect him. I don't know if y'all watched the Cleveland game. They did not even guard Kirk Heinrich. Why would you? If Derek had the ball, it was always a spy on Derek. If Jimmy had the ball, it was a spy on Jimmy. And Powell was out there, so, you know, you know he, that just wasn't a good game for Powell. But they were sitting on everything and leaving uh, Kirk wide the fuck open because they know he's not going to hit the shot when he gets it. And a lot of times, he's not even going to shoot it. So, you know, plus minus can kiss my ass and so can um, Matt Moore. With, like, all of these, I was telling somebody, <laughs> and I know we got a white dude, <laughs> we got a white dude on the podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like every basketball blogger is a short, pudgy white dude. Or I've never even seen Matt Moore. Is he? Is he a short foot? He's a short, pudgy white dude. Or just <laughs> or just a short, unathletic white dude. Like that's in there, and that's why the only thing they care about is like we got to look at the analytics and the plus minus and the PP, like the points per possession and all this. Man, look, I watch basketball. Like I use numbers for when I write, but I watch basketball. Kirk Heinrich is not a good basketball player. He said, he said some okay. shit about the Bulls. Uh, uh, I'm glad that the Bulls front office uh, is loyal, uh, notices that Kirk Heinrich has been loyal all these times. I like the Bulls fans. Like, what the fuck does that even mean, man? <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? So I, I found the joint that I retweeted last. It was last night. He goes, Bulls score better with Jimmy and Kirk on the floor together than with Jimmy and... Um, Dunleavy on the floor. And then he puts this in there too, according to data. What data? Uh, the data <laughs> I mean, that says that they score better with Jimmy and Kirk on the floor than, we Jimmy, watching, than Jimmy and Dunny, and Dunny, apparently. Are we watching the basketball games? Because the Bulls' efficiency is trash. And Kirk, it's not a coincidence that when Aaron Brooks comes in the game and plays with Derrick Rose that the offensive efficiency, pace, scoring – all of the things that matter go sky high. And when Kirk Kyrie comes back in the game, they go all the way back down. Like, yeah, you can score points. Like, yeah, because Derek is shooting three-pointers at the end of the game to try to keep the game close. Now, all of a sudden, the efficiency numbers and, and the numbers go up. But what about the middle, like, the first three quarters where they can't score? Like, they yeah. can't score anymore. And, and getting back to what we were talking about with Jimmy earlier, it all ties into this, I mean – Dunleavy's been out for, what, two weeks now? And I think that's part of the reason why he, he uh, Jimmy has been playing so well as a late, because probably what, what Rob said earlier, he's playing at three instead of the two. With Dunleavy on the floor, the spacing is completely different. Teams actually have to give, you know, they have to guard Dunleavy because he can hit the outside shot. And he moves really well off the ball. He's always cutting backdoor cutting, looking for, you know, the, the open lane to, to cut to the basket or, or move that's, up. That's a thing that half the team ain't – they're not doing right now. Exactly. They Nobody's move. moving. Nobody's yeah. moving around. Nobody's cutting. Everybody's standing around. And like you said, Dunny's so good at doing that that it just opens everything up when you got him moving around off screens and stuff and trying to, trying to get the separation. If he, if he doesn't see what he wants, like when he gets the ball, he gets rid of it. And right now, the ball is sticking with whoever gets the ball. Like, I don't know how often, like, this is what pisses me off, where the Bulls try to force a pass down into the post for, like, eight or nine seconds, 
and then like they either turn the ball over or it leads to a rush shot. Or they throw the ball down to Powell or Tosh Gibson, and they sit down there and like jab step for five or six seconds, and then they try to rush up some stupid ass shot. Like Taj is the king of that because he never passed the ball. He's just not, not going to pass the ball. Um, they do a lot of that, but when Dunleavy is out there, he gets the ball if he if he sees the pass, he he makes the pass. If he has an open shot, he has an open shot. He takes it. If he doesn't have either, he gets rid of the ball and then he goes back to moving and trying to open up things for people. Like I'll see Derek do this a lot, where he just throws the ball down into the post and he just runs to the weak side. And that's fucking trash rap offense. <laughs> that is garbage offense, man. I, I've been saying that, like, there's no creativity, there's no body movement, there's no ball movement. And another thing Dunleavy does that is really, really underrated, he's a goddamn good rebounder, and that's why the Bulls are getting killed on the boards right now. Because Kirk Heinrich is not a good rebounder. Jimmy uh, is a damn good rebounder from the shooting guard position, but not from small forward. Yeah. And he, he plays I mean he plays okay defense too. He's he's not a he's not a minus defender either. So yeah. no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> the data says that Mike Dunleavy is I think the fifth worst defender on the Bulls per yeah. uh, points per possession. Oh That's what the data says. The data. I mean, you can't watch the game if you believe that, man. If you watch the game, you like you know. If you're seriously watching the Bulls, man, you you've seen him. You know, I I, I can't think off the top of my head aside from uh, from Carmelo. You've seen him defend certain certain threes really well. Like, how could you sit here and talk about data when I've watched him defend really well? Yeah. Because the data doesn't account for the fact that one guy may have just gone off like LeBron or or a KD or somebody like that. It doesn't account for that. Oh, your boy, your boy Snotty is good for that, man. He's so good for that. Telling tell you how many how many buckets got dropped on rolls, you know, on a certain night. And you go back and you'll watch. Hey, it look, and you'll at go, the, look at the look at the Wait a minute. This none of these, points, yeah, none of these points you're talking about was even on him. It was like the point guard scored some points, and you just assumed that it was on Derrick Rose. Like somebody post, like somebody posted a video on like the last, the the, the game we actually won against uh, Washington in Washington. We're talking about uh, well, um, Wall put up like ten points in that last like three. And then you watched the video, and it was like, wait a minute, you have actual video right here showing you that it wasn't none none of those ten points. Those ten straight points was on Rose. So what are you talking about? That's just that's why I don't like people who they use Stat the nerds. numbers like so much like it's like gospel. And I like to use a nice combination of the two, and then I make my decisions based upon what I come come up with, you know, from the the statistics and from what I see. And from what I've seen, the usefulness of Kirk Heinrich has surpassed his ability to actually be useful. And he's he's beyond his expiration date, man. <laughs> and, and what bothers me is that, like, like now we're getting into, into the to the coaching part of it. Is that Tom Thibodeau literally cannot help himself? I mean, it, is, it, is, it is an amazing thing to watch, man. Like you'll watch him and you'll see him make multiple mistakes. <laughs> you'll think to yourself. Is this the same coach? I mean, you got guys that will go out there and make one mistake. He's out there he for one. Yeah. He's out there for one minute, 
and he makes a, a stupid foul or whatever, and Tibbs is throwing that big long cane with the hook on the on the end of it, and he's pulling them to yeah, and he's pulling them to the bench like yeah, all right, you're done, and like you don't see that player. He goes into protective custody. He don't play for like two games. Like I was telling Boris about this, the two like Tony Snell started two games and then he didn't play for two games. Oh my, it was like he went into with protection. It was like wait a minute, where's why? Like why? Tony did that, Why did that happen? Like I, I mean, outside of the dumbass, like he had some really dumbass turnovers in the game against the Cavs. You know, he threw the ball to David Blatt. He had like a he tried to do a pocket pass to Powell, but Powell was still like like hanging around the three point line. I missed like the first the first half of that game, but didn't he like light a fire on on them at, at some point though? He played a little. He played all right. He wasn't bad. I mean, he, I know he, I'm talking about as far as then he come in and provide like a little spark though. Yeah, he scored some points. He scored he scored some points. He had the three. I think he had like a like a rebound or a block or steal or something like that. He wasn't half bad. I mean, but it, it it's it it's crazy that that he can't find time. Like, okay, this is a blowout yesterday, right? Why couldn't he find time for McDermott to come in and just yeah. get his feet wet? Get him back into them slower things, man. Like he's so stubborn, and of course I don't want them to fire Thibs. I just want him to be less rigid, and I think that's what happened with the you know because they were supposed to practice today. That was a big thing that he had them practicing. They you know everybody's talking about a day off and then coming back on Wednesday, you know getting a good practice in. He was like, no, we're practicing tomorrow at twelve. And they ended up canceling the practice. And I think that was basically the team just telling them, like, come on, man. We've just played seven games in, like, 11 nights or something like that. And we, we play, like, three games in four nights. Like, we need a break. Like, sometimes the answer is not working hard. It was all up there. They, they just wasn't, like, practicing. I think they was all up at no, the facility. No, he, he can't, they canceled practice and they had a team meeting. Because he was going to have them try to practice, and I think they were just like they just like come on, man! Like everything isn't about working harder. That's that's what he that's that's the thing with Tibbs though. That's what he defaults to. I mean, you saw earlier in the season when you know a month ago when the Bulls were playing like they were the best team in the East, and he he actually started to to loosen up a little bit. You know, he was letting the offense work itself. He wasn't he wasn't pulling guys like like he, like he was or sticking with the same guys. He was starting to let go a little bit, and now that the team isn't in the right place and guys are hurting out, he's trying to clamp back down on them and trying to get you know that's what he defaults to is trying to press. Yeah, trying to press and, and and they're pushing back, man. They're not they're like we're not doing it. <laughs> because this isn't the same team of try hard guys. These are dudes that yeah, have yeah, not. talent. And you need to treat them like that. Like this isn't that yeah. same team that had to hold got hold teams to eighty five points to win games. Like you want the defense to be better than it is. But if you're expecting the defense to be what it was the last few years, you're completely out of your mind. The Bulls play at a very high pace. It's impossible to to keep teams to eighty five points per game. Like that's just not going to happen. If you're scoring one hundred and five points per game and keeping teams to eighty five, you're the greatest team to ever play basketball. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like that's a twenty point differential. It's not going to happen. Like you're beating teams by twenty every single game. No, that is impossible. He has to. He just has to stop with this shit, man. He got to stop playing Kirk Heinrich so much. He has to start playing uh, Etuan Moore a little bit. He got to play Snail every time. Miritich makes his mistake. You can't take him out of the game. He has to learn how to play NBA basketball. Man, I, I, I mean, better time to do it than now. 
I don't I just don't get him. I don't get him sometimes and he's so stubborn with his defensive principles too. I think teams have caught up to his like strong side overload that he does. And now it's like you're overloading the strong side and it's leaving like power forwards and open for fifteen foot jumpers. And they're canning that shit on the Bulls. I think guys are shooting from like fifteen to nineteen feet. They're shooting like forty eight percent from the field on the Chicago Bulls a season. Like it's wide open jump shots, and it doesn't help the Powers are stiff. But man, yeah, he's not moving on, on, on defense at all. Like he's getting caught. The, that uh, video that you posted showed one play where he got screened by Corver, <laughs> and he, he just like gave through. up. Yeah, he didn't fight through at all. Like you're you're seven feet. Like move him out of the goddamn way and contest the goddamn jump shot. He yeah. gives up more open jump shots than anybody in the league. I am I'm almost. Positive in that he he can't stop giving up open jump shots. He has to find a way to find more pride in what he's doing defensively because right now what he's doing isn't getting it done. Fucking clown! He's clown shooting <laughs> out there, and I like Al, but you can't like offense can't be the only thing you bring to this team. Yeah, he's one of the rare like statistical cases where his like the statistics are, on defense don't look that bad, but he's a terrible defender. He's awful. He needs that other guy out there, like like earlier when when both him and Noah were out there before Noah, the injury really. I mean, he was really struggling the the last couple of weeks before the ankle. But you know, when when earlier in the season when him and, uh, and Noah was playing a little bit better, I mean, he was getting block shots. Nobody could could dry him down because I mean we had the the two rim protectors right there and they were they were holding up. But now that Noah's out. He's got nobody else, you know, to back him up, I guess. And it's just he's getting exposed right now. <laughs> really bad. I also don't like the way Tom is using him either. You know, we, we go up against the Houston Rockets, and I think he pick and popped um, Dwight Howard into submission <laughs> in that game. And then, you know, we go up against Nene and Gortat, and, and, and Tom is trying to pound the ball in the middle. Like he's trying to prove some point that nobody's arguing with him. Like, those guys are bigger than Pal, so they're going to push him around. Why not pick and pop them, too? Yeah. I don't, I just, like, some of the things that he's doing is really, really frustrating. And I, it's more frustrating because they're losing, but it was frustrating even when they were winning. I didn't understand, like, the logic behind some of the things that he was doing. But, you know, he's an NBA coach, so he knows more, you know, more than I do. But it was just really weird. Some of the things that he was like that he that he does it consistently does like going over the pick when you know Powell can't step up to stop them from doing anything. Like yeah. I, I would suggest, unless you have like a Steph Curry or somebody, make that guard have to shoot a bunch of jump shots to beat you mm-hmm. instead of letting him either go to the basket and lay the ball up or hit a jump shot. Or pass it off to a big man for a dunk or a wide open jump shot. Like they get, you're giving up everything with the way the defense is now. How about you try to limit the options? And he's not doing that because he's so stubborn. But he's the NBA coach. I mean, what the fuck do I know? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do I know? I'm just a regular ass dude with a blog. Um, it looks like the Ravens are also coming out just to. Go back on what we were talking about earlier, saying that some of their balls might 
the kicking balls might have been deflated in their game too. Yeah, now everybody's gonna have deflated uh, footballs because they don't want to have to find. I believe them. I believe them. I believe them. <laughs> they don't want to. That they weren't deflating those balls too. <laughs> Nobody. They don't want to um, find the Patriots before the Super Bowl. We're gonna find out after the Super Bowl that they find them some money and they lost the draft pick. They just don't want to do it now. <laughs> um. Uh, I'm going to let you guys get your final thoughts out, and we're going to close this out and go home. Rob, you up first. Go Seahawks. So, <laughs> 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 no, I just think, uh, as far as the Bulls, man, we just need to, uh, it, Bulls fans just need to calm down and relax. I think, I think, you know, they'll, they'll get it figured out. You know, we, we, I don't want to put too much on it being on Dunny not being there or Noah not being there. This team should still be to be a whole lot more competitive than they've been. But I think you know you get these guys back healthy. You know, Tibbs figures out that Kirk is a is a walking carcass. Um, you know, maybe things will be things will be better. I, I think we'll, they'll get it all figured out. They're in a rut right now, but you know, back off the ledge, it'll it'll all be all, all good. See red, man. He really just caught this dude walking. He called them weekend at Kirkies. <laughs> <laughs> I got all I need is to know how to make a gif of Kirk, like find a video of him somehow doing that, the little, the little uh, Bernie uh, shake. Just put his head, just put his head on uh, on the Bernie. Oh my god! <laughs> he got the, the arrow through his head. <laughs> what you got, Boris? Uh, I mean, kind of, kind of what Rob touched on. Uh, it's it's the middle of January, you know. Of Bulls fans, it's gonna be all right. A lot of the talk and the the rumors that are going around with people not trying hard in practice or whatever. It's just it's cold. It's winter. Everybody's tired of everybody else and sick of each other. So we'll get through the stretch and everything's gonna be fine once we get our guys back and healthy. Hey, it's better now than, you know, in April or May or going into the first, going to the first round of the playoffs to be dealing with this kind of stuff. You know, you wanna get all this stuff worked out and then you'll be strong going into the playoffs. And uh the other thing I wanna leave you guys with, what about Greg Anthony, man? He's gotta be the happiest man alive that, no, <laughs> that football is is what it is right now. Hey, we forgot about Greg Anthony. I don't know how we did that. Hey, and he's like he liked them trannies, man. <laughs> Wait, so was it a was it a tranny? No, you ain't see that report that they were like. It, there's a very prominent um, basketball uh, analyst who frequents transsexual prostitutes. Marvell. Oh my god! <laughs> I didn't know it was trans. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't actually read any reports about it. I just saw that you know the whole thing that that had happened. I figured it was just. It was prostitutes, and that was it. I didn't read anything else about it. I didn't know it was. Wow. Yeah, he liked them trannies. That 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 family value Republican. We're <laughs> gonna um, close this out so we can we can get up off of here. Um, I I I have to say right now we got to fire Thibs. Um, we got to trade. We got to trade Derek. Um, amnesty Derek. Yeah, you amnesty Derek. You cut Jimmy. You make you make Kirk your starting shooting guard. Um, you sign Fred Hoiberg to be to be your coach, and um, you know you see where you can go from there, man. No, no, the Bulls will be fine. Um, every, every, I mean, it, it's a bad time right now, and usually in bad times, that's when you hear all of the negative negative press. You know, every time 
you don't hear anything bad about the Bulls like internally until they go through a little swarm. And once they do, that's when the Chris Sheridans come out with their inside reports. The funny thing about Chris Sheridan is within the report where he was saying that the Bulls were, were walking away from Fibs and he lost his locker room, like a couple paragraphs later he had another report saying that they weren't. So, you know, these are the things that go on with teams that are having issues. Look at what was going on with the Cavs. They've won three straight games, and you don't really hear much of anything about how bad the they are. winning, man. When the Bulls yeah. was winning a few weeks ago, it, everything was all good. We were talking about championships. Yeah, so yeah. The, on the Bulls' front, everything will be fine. Um, Greg Anthony liked them trannies. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to – I won't give you a prediction on this football shit because I, I really don't care. Um, I just want it to be a good football game. Um, above and beyond all that, man, you know where to find us. It's according to sources. Um, the Twitter page is A2 Sources. I've been doing more on that. Um, Facebook page is According to Sources. Uh, the website is According to Sources.com. Uh, I put it up on Facebook. I put it up on Twitter. I put it up on my personal uh, Twitter that I'm not going to be in Chicago um, this summer. And I, I mean, I have uh, means to cover the Chicago Bears camp. I do need somebody to fill my spot. I, I mean, Rob goes every year, so you'll go down there with Rob. You'll meet up with him. But um, I need somebody else to fill my spot to actually cover that. Now, the only way you can cover that for me is if you actually write for the website, which means you have to write for the website. So if you do want to cover the Chicago Bull, Bulls on the line, the Chicago Bears uh, training camp, you have to write for the website. You can get in contact with me. That's according to sources at gmail.com. Um, you can hit us up on Facebook or Twitter, and I can respond to you on that as well. Um, once again, if you do want to cover the Chicago Bears training camp that is coming up this season, you have to get in contact with me so that I can get you set up to write with us. You would have to write for the website at least one time per week so that when they actually go to the website to see if you are on it, they will find some of your writing. That is the only way you can do this. Um, uh, besides that, man, you know, we had a good time as always. Uh, for Rob, Boris, according to sources, we out. Peace. See you in three months. Later. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna be we gonna be back next week, man. What you talking about, man? <laughs> See you in three months, baby. <laughs> three more report. We gonna squeeze three months from the Bulls, Bears <laughs> and one podcast, baby. Because <laughs> I think this one was like uh, an hour and a half, and that was only.